But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That's what brings about salvation. We got to be careful that we don't add to the gospel and make it harder um, for the sake of, you know, being specific. We want to be specific, but let's see and let's see what the Bible says and keep it that way. Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Line. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez. Today we're getting into another listener submitted question. Elizabeth writes in, it's a long question. There's a lot here. I'm not going to answer every single part of this. We've made a video about most of this stuff, but there are two things I want to pull out uh, to make the answer. So my question would be, is the moment a person believes the gospel, are they saved? Like believes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I know details of who Jesus is are important, but they are a matter of your salvation. Like when people say saving faith, meaning to put all your faith in Jesus and to trust him. I thought it meant trusting what he did for you to be sufficient. So I think my question is, are people not saved if they don't believe Jesus is God? Are they not saved if they believe the gospel, but low key don't understand they are saying works are needed, meaning producing fruit? Or if someone doesn't exactly understand the Trinity, are the, all these people hell bound, even though they believe the gospel and Jesus? It's driving me crazy thinking people I love are going to hell because I know they believe the gospel and they know Jesus. I know they have a relationship, even though I know that isn't technically a requirement, but I just know these people with all their heart believe Jesus died for their sins and was resurrected. But all the other details to these people are not understood. Like people who say their salvation can be lost. I believe they only think that because of man scaring them and then they get confused. Just hard to think of because the details are blurry and confused. Are they condemned? Okay, lot to unpack here. But um, I, I totally understand where you're coming from because there is so much content out there about the specifics of the gospel. Paul said very clearly, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. This is 1 Corinthians 15, 3. How that Christ, this is very important. I want to stop here for a second because Christ is, is Jesus's title. It's not his last name or, or, you know, a name of an identification of a region. He is the Messiah, the anointed one. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. This is what is to be believed, okay? When, it's a, when you say here, so my question would be, is the moment a person believes the gospel, are they saved? The answer is yes, okay? But they have to believe the right good news because there's a lot of other false messages out there. There's a ton of false messages that teach a lot of different things. That's why we have to let the scripture be the one that tells us what is true so that we can identify truth and we can properly mark error. But there's a lot of content out there, and that's why we're doing what we're doing here at Bible Line. I take great care and great attention to these um, answers. And most of the time I find myself kind of repeating the same things because people have the same problems. They're coming under the same types of deception. Like, is it enough to believe? Your question here, do they have to believe things about the Trinity? Do they have to believe um, about producing fruit? I think it's very clear in the Gospel of John and in Romans. And that's where we're going to kind of meander about today. So grab your Bibles. We'll first go to John chapter 20, and then we'll go to John chapter 3. But in John chapter 20 and verse 31, John is writing, he's, or he's wrapping up the book here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, we'll start in verse 30. Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, 
which are not written in these book in, in this book, but these are written. Now that's what I call a heads up statement. You're going to find out why is the Gospel of John written. Okay, the, the the Holy Spirit is telling us right here. These are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ. This is very important. It doesn't say that you might believe Jesus Christ. That wouldn't be wrong. But John is making a distinction that he is the Messiah, comma, the Son of God. And that believing, ye might have life through his name. Now, there's a group of people who think you can just believe on the name Jesus, you know, and not know who you're believing in, but God will credit that for righteousness. This is pretty specific here. You need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross for your sins. Otherwise, why not believe on me if I died on the cross for your sins? If we're just believing in another man, then you're talking about a sinful nature. You're talking about he's got his own requirements he has to meet. But Jesus is perfect. He had no sin. Don't forget to subscribe to the Bible Line channel if you haven't already. Hit that red subscribe button, then the notification bell. Set it to all so you get a notification anytime we post anything. Make sure also to like, comment, and share this video. That helps us get into the YouTube algorithm and more and more people can find and understand clear Bible teaching. If you have a question, send it to us, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. If you have a video that you want us to react to, same email address, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. I will ask that you be detailed, maybe even give us a timestamp so we can take a look at exactly what you're talking about. We'll be more than happy to either answer your question or react to your video right here on the channel. Let's get back to today's content. But we have to understand here that he is God who died on the cross for our sins. Otherwise, it's just another man. But look what it says, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Now let's go to John chapter 3. Uh, in verse 16, we all know this passage, but there's some things that I want to draw out from it. Um, he's talking to, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. He says, for God so loved the world, and that means in this way, so meaning demonstrating, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I, brought, I bring that out because you say, uh, likes, believes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I know details of who Jesus is, is uh, are important, and they are a matter of your salvation. Like when people say they have saving faith, to put all your faith in Jesus and to trust him. Is that person saved the moment that they believe? The Bible says, yes, they are. That's where we're going to go to Romans chapter 3. Salvation is immediate. Salvation is the work of God in response to man's faith in Jesus Christ. All man has to do is believe on the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died on the cross for their sins, was buried and rose again three days later. The moment that they believe on him, they're justified from all things. Romans 3.22 says this, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. This is important. If they don't understand details about the Trinity... Those are not saving elements of salvation. Think about the Sunday school worker who goes to Sunday school and is dealing with five and six-year-old kids. Are we going to expect the kids to understand the distinction between justification, sanctification, and glorification? Or are we going to make it simple and clear for them to understand? I have people in my life who have young children, as young as three, four, five years old, who they're working on sharing the gospel with their kids in ways that they can understand it. Kids know that they do wrong. Do they know that that wrong is called sin? We should educate them on it. 
Do they know that that sin separates them from God? We should educate them on that. They would understand those things, and they can understand that God sent his son, Jesus, who is God, to die on the cross for their sins. I believe if that young child believes that Jesus died for their sins, God credits that for righteousness. It says right here, unto all and upon all them that what? Believe. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, verse 23, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, Messiah Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, a, 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 an atonement through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him, which what? Believeth in Jesus. So let's say someone puts their trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Later on, they come under false teaching and think that they're saved because they are producing fruit. They're under a lie, and they're not going to be as productive as they could be, but they're not unsaved now because they did what the Scripture said is required to bring about eternal life. They believed. Everything that you talk about after this, uh, and, and I'm, just, I'm just telling you straightforward, this is where a lot of Christians are. They're confused. They are listening to ministers of righteousness that are actually ministers of the devil. And I, I do want to draw that out. I didn't plan to in this in this address here, but 2 Corinthians chapter 11, man, there's some great things here. For such, well, this is verse 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. There's only one group of people that are going to be judged according to their works. Unbelievers at the great white throne judgment. You and I are not going to be judged according to our works. We're going to be judged on our profitability. We're already redeemed in Jesus Christ. What we do in this life matters. And that's why I think there's a lot of confusion. The devil wants to make the Christian as ineffective as he can. He's already lost the battle for their soul. He wants to make them as ineffective and confused and timid and shy so that they never share the gospel with anybody else. And he's winning, folks. He's doing a really, really effective job on keeping people under the gun when it comes to, you know, backloading the gospel, adding works at the end, when it comes to frontloading the gospel, telling a person they got to turn from sin in order to be saved. Well, how many sins? And when do you know you fully turned? Well, he's just going to hope that people just, you know, confuse themselves with that. The last thing I want you to see here is in John chapter 11. John chapter 11 in verses 25 through 26. Jesus is um, here. Lazarus has died. And, you know, it's a very sad time. Martha, he's talking to Martha. Verse 24 tells us that. And uh, he says in 25, Jesus saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, Yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And Martha reveals what she believes. She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. You take that, that statement, which revealed what she believed, and you compare it to what we looked at in chapter 20. You can see here, she has eternal life. John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31. Well, 31. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That's what brings about salvation. We got to be careful that we don't add to the gospel and make it harder um, for the sake of, you know, being specific. 
We want to be specific, but let's see and let's see what the Bible says and keep it that way. I pray this is helpful to you. I am praying for you because I know what it feels like to have people in your life that don't fully understand biblical truth. But I want you to focus on, do they know enough that, that they can be saved from hell? And you would say, what is that? What, what do they need to know? They need to know their sin separates them from God. There's a, there's a payment for that sin, which they would have to spend an eternity in hell if there's not a payment applied for them. But that God, out of his love, sent his son to die in their place. His name is Jesus. He is the son of God. He is God in the flesh. And what he did for us paid for all of our sin, that death, brown resurrection, all that they, the person you're trying to reach, have to understand is that they're putting their trust in Jesus Christ, that what he did, he did for them. The Bible takes care of the rest. Excuse me, God takes care of the rest. They're justified right there in that moment for eternity. They are going to be glorified when they die. They have a new glorified body promised to them. And they have the ability to progressively set themselves apart here in this world by walking in the spirit and not in the lust of the flesh. If you have any other questions, make sure that you write it to us. And that's for you listening as well. Questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. Until next time, keep looking up. Surely Jesus Christ is coming soon. Take care and God bless. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.